Hello, welcome to the Cowboy Show, hosted by Ben Carey and Nick Granarad, combining expert human opinions with cutting-edge simulation models to help you arrive at the best picks each week. Inside Edge Community, 5-4-3-2-1. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to today's stream. It is a Wednesday. We have a full day of baseball, afternoon games all day, uh, evening games. This is my favorite type of day. Uh, and we are so excited uh, to be joined by the one and only prop queen herself, Ariel Epstein. Ariel, how are you doing this morning? I'm great. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, it's uh, it's our pleasure. Uh, so I'm sure that many people here are familiar with you, but for anybody who happens to not be, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am loving what I'm doing in sports betting. I've been doing this on media side since 2019. I work for Yahoo Sportsbook now and Major League Baseball's network, um, and I, uh, I'm on a pregame the show called Pregame Spread, which is from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday, except today. We don't have one because of all the day games, um, but I do a lot of baseball, basketball, NFL, uh, handicapping, and I specialize in the props. That's why the prop queen name came up. The prop queen name was because everyone else back when I started doing this in 2019 was heavily invested in the normal stuff, the money lines, the spreads, the totals. I decided I'm going to take a different route here on the East Coast. I'm in New York, but at the time, New Jersey was what was legal for mobile sports betting. The props was such a big thing out here that it was the one edge we had over Vegas is that the props venue is just so much bigger. Yeah, I uh, I love betting player props. Ben, how do you? Yeah, I was just going to make a point. I think that's awesome that you found a niche, right, that suited you well, that you align with, and it's been really successful for you. So I think that's something that people can kind of take away from because I know a lot of people are trying to break into this industry, but uh, yeah you know, focus on some things you like to bet on, uh, what what the research you like to do, and I think it can serve you well in the long run. So that's awesome. And I've been following you for a few years now, so I'm, I'm happy yeah. that we could finally get you on and we have some good games to discuss. That we do. Uh, so for anybody who happens to be new to the stream, here is a little rundown of how the stream works. Uh, so we have three or five categories uh, that you can see on the lower left-hand side of the stream. Uh, for each of the first three categories, we've picked out a game that fits into those categories. It's three games that are interesting for three different reasons. Not necessarily our favorite actual bets of the day, uh, just more so games to, to spark some discussion around the slate. Uh, some games that people are going to be tuning into, going to be watching. Uh, for each of these games, I will have my lean, Ben has his lean, Ariel has her lean, and chat, you can all vote on uh, your favorite bet in the game. Those polls will be up for all of these in the chat. Uh, for the last two categories, uh, the prop lock and the walk-off, these are our actual uh, favorite bets of the day. Uh, for each of these, I will again have mine. Ben has his, Ariel has hers, and you guys, as chat, can vote on yours. Uh, so, are we ready to start talking about some baseball? Yeah. I'm always ready. Let's do it. Yeah, always ready. Wake up ready. Uh, so, here is category number one. The banana split. So category uh, number one, the banana split. Taking a look at a pitcher 
that has uh, some interesting splits. And we could not have Ariel on and not talk about the Yankees. And we got lucky that the guy that the Yankees are trotting out today, uh, Jameson Tyon, has pretty extreme home and road splits since he joined the Yankees. Uh, ERA uh, in his two-year Yankee tenure, sitting at 323 at home, 516 on the road. They are at home today, hosting the Blue Jays, Yankees minus 130 favorites, total sitting at 7.5. Ariel, what are your thoughts on this game? First thoughts is that the line is moving against the Yankees, which stands out a lot considering the Yankees just walked off last night. You just mentioned that the Yankee starter, Jamison Tyone, has a really great ERA, basically cutting it in half when he's at home as opposed to when he's on the road. The thing is, you look to last year, there were three games against the Blue Jays. Tyone got hit, especially at the game at Yankee Stadium. He gave up three runs and seven innings pitched, and the Yankees ended up losing that game eight to nothing. Blue Jays looked like they should have won that game last night. Yankees got, I don't want to say lucky, Aaron Judge hits a bomb for a walk-off, and the Yankees end up winning 6-5. to five. The Blue Jays were still able to put runs up. I could see the Yankees allowing the Blue Jays to put up runs again in Yankee Stadium tonight. Instead of fading, or today, it's this afternoon, instead of fading the Yankees because they have been one of the best teams in baseball right now, in addition in the last two weeks to having one of the best WRC+, plus, in addition to having the third best OPS at home, I'm not going to bet against them. I'm just going to say that the Blue Jays score runs today. I'm going with the team total over of three and a half runs on the Blue Jays at plus 105. Mm, I like that. Um, very similar uh, to how I'm approaching this game. Uh, another thing that's interesting is, is Berrios. He hasn't pitched well uh, in Yankee Stadium. Uh, I think they had one start already this year. He gave up three and I think six innings. Uh, maybe it was five. But he's another interesting guy uh, with his splits in this one. Uh, I'm going to go with the over, just full game. Uh, I, I do like the team total for the Jays, too, as well. But I think I'm going to go with 7.5. Uh, I think there's going to be some opportunities for the Jays um, to, to put up some runs. And hopefully uh, the bullpens can give up a few. So I didn't look at if there's any win factors in this one. But hopefully it's not blowing in too heavily. But I'm going to go with the over 7.5. Yeah, I, uh, I like both of these plays. Uh, so looking at what our model has, I have the Yankees winning this game by almost a run, which uh, where they're sitting at on the money line is actually a pretty good spot. Uh, that was run without the confirmed lineups. I haven't actually been able to look and see if the Yankees are trotting out the A-team. And actually looking at the lineups right now, it looks like Stanton is uh, not playing today, or at least not starting. That might be another reason why we're seeing some of that line movement. Uh, more yeah. in the Jays' favor. Jays look like they have a the full the full eighteen. Uh, they gotta get field. get the Yankees back <laughs> after last night. Yeah. And, and also, they, I wanted to ask Ariel real quick. Sorry to cut you off, Nick. Uh, do you think we're gonna see any bad blood carryover from last night with the uh, pitcher being thrown out for the Jays? The thing is, with all the with the Blue Jays needing to win. And nonetheless, the like the warnings that go back and forth where if something were to happen, they may just boot you out of the game without warning now that they're trying to get stricter on these rules and avoid any kind of fights and hitting batters. I could see it maybe carrying over into the next series that these two teams play each other, catch them off guard more than making it so obvious to umpires. I would say today... The Blue Jays are just in it to win it, and they're going to try to gain some ground in the American League East. 
that is not going to play a factor, at least not. I don't I don't think it will. All right. So, uh for me, I'm actually going to I'm actually going to take the same play that Ben did here and and take the over seven and a half. So, in the background, I had I had final sims running with the confirmed lineups, just uploaded them. Uh, so Yankees by by more like seven tenths of a run. So no Stanton knocked about a quarter run off of their score. Knocked about a quarter run off of the total too. Uh, I have it down to eight point two six, but still that is uh, well over the seven and a half. So I'm gonna side with Ben here. Uh, pick it aside. I'd like the Yankees, uh, but my favorite bet here is gonna be uh, the over seven and a half as well. So we can all we can all win this one. Uh, let's real quick take a look and see what chat has to say. Uh, so poll results are in from the chat. Uh, pretty good turnout on this one. We had 17 votes on the Yankees' money line compared to uh, 7 votes on the Blue Jays' money line. So it looks like the Yankees is going to be the winner here. Uh, Total-wise, oh, 19 votes on the over uh, compared to 6 on the under. So it is going to be an over from the chat. So we have uh, we have some consensus. Uh, Ariel, I want to get your, your opinion on this. Obviously, this is your first time on the stream. You have absolutely no idea who is sitting in the chat voting on this poll. Uh, but just in general, how does it make you feel to see uh, some some sort of public type consensus on uh, a certain play? Is that something that you factor in at all? Does it make you uneasy being on the same side, or or do you like it, or or do you just not care? When it comes to Major League Baseball, I rather look at how the line moves in the direction or out of the direction of the public instead of obviously this poll. No offense to the chat. I'm not taking 20 votes as something that's going to change my opinion. What I'm going to look at is the splits that the books give us. I see if there's any kind of line movement in the opposite direction of the majority of the bets or the majority of the money. In Major League Baseball, there's so much sharp money that comes in. I know people that have been out in Las Vegas for over 30 years who say baseball is their favorite sport to bet because there's just so much variance. You can catch the books off guards because numbers are at a plenty when you talk about Major League Baseball. The books can be off on some numbers. You also can see the sharp money come in on certain sides. And then I start digging in deeper on why the line's moving against the public, if I do see that. Sometimes those games don't exist. A lot of the times you'll have about one, maybe two, but usually about one game, I would say four days a week, where you say, wow, why did that line flip and the public is backing the other side? Then I dig deeper and find out certain things. And I'm, that's just a tease to later in the show because there is one of those today that I'll make sure to bring up. Great answer. Yeah, great answer. That's, like, that's kind of yeah. how I feel too. I, I could not agree more as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So let's go ahead. Uh, Ariel has a pretty sharp cutoff at, uh, I think, 10, 15 our time. Uh, so we're going to keep some tempo. Uh, hop in to category number Batting practice. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4-0 ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. All right, so category number two is batting practice, taking a look at a game with a high total. And we've got the dumpster fire, Cincinnati Reds, taking on the uh, the team that is letting a dumpster fire compete with them over the last two games. <laughs> Who's uh, the real dumpster in fire? In the Milwaukee <laughs> Brewers. Yeah, it's like the Spider-Man meme, right? There's two dumpster fires pointing at each other. Uh, and that's these two teams. Uh, Adrian Hauser on the mound for the Brewers. Vladimir Gutierrez and his 9 ERA 
uh, on the mound for the Reds. Reds plus 170 at home here, total sitting at nine and a half. Uh, anybody have any thoughts on this one? I guess I'll I'll start off with this one. Um, the the Reds are just such an interesting team right now. Uh, of course, they went through that streak, but I think you know they they've started to turn it around. I mean, at a certain point, a team isn't going to go on pace to to only win forty games, right? Uh, I think people started to really believe that, <laughs> but they they do have some good young talent on this team, and getting Castillo back was big for them uh, a few days back. I, I'm looking at this. Uh, trend, I guess overs have hit for uh, the Reds and I think nine games in a row. So that's pretty interesting. And I think a lot of that uh, speaks to their bullpen. Uh, they've struggled and they're starting pitching too. Um, this is a guy for the Reds that has been susceptible to uh, giving up big innings. Uh, so I think in this spot, I'm going to go with the over. I know it seems kind of square because, again, nine straight overs. But uh, Hauser is a guy, too, who uh, he's going to give up a few runs. And I think the Reds right now are swinging very aggressively. And I think they're kind of playing loose, as weird as that sounds, for how bad they've been. So I'm going to go with the over. The best way to play any game in Cincinnati is looking towards overs just because they have the most home overs in baseball this year at 10 and 3. 10 was yesterday. I'm looking at the Milwaukee Brewers team total over. It's already gone up from 4.5 yesterday to 5.5 today. Not for this game. Yesterday's game, it was 4.5 and, and it hit with 5 runs. Today, now the over is 5.5 for the team total on Milwaukee. They have gone over 4.5 runs. They've had at least 5 runs scored. In, every, in the last four games that they have played against the Reds Milwaukee. The bullpen is bad, as you mentioned. They're bottom 10 in the league. Their starting pitching is bad, bottom 10 in the league. The Cincinnati Reds just struggle with pitching, and the Brewers have really hot bats. And I don't want to rely on the full game over because I don't want to rely on the Reds to have to put up runs. Um, and that's just because runners at scoring position. I just don't trust a team that's been bottom 10 in OPS all season. I'm going to go with the Milwaukee Brewers team total over five and a half runs. Yeah, I, uh, I like that. I like both of these looks. So it looks looking like a, we're, we're all over the overs in, in the afternoon games. I know, Ben, that's something that you, that you like to look at quite a bit. I guess not necessarily uh, with full game overs, but uh, fading, fading nerfies. Not not that nerfies are something that we love to bet, regardless. Uh, but runs, but runs in the first inning. Yeah, especially with the slate today, also, there's a lot of pitchers with questionable, you know, splits and just. And day night splits are really important to look at too, because there are certain pitchers that just have an absolutely more amazing ERA when it comes to day games or night games. There are certain pitchers that it doesn't matter for. There are a lot, though, that you can look at those day-night splits. I wouldn't look so much at 2022. We don't have a large enough sample size yet. Look to those 2021 numbers on these pitchers. See how their day-night splits were different, and you can have your answer as to who may be some of the better pitchers and who are some of the worst pitchers in the day slates. Yeah, absolutely. There's a. It's, it's actually really interesting. It's something I think a lot of people don't look at at all that they should. People love to look at, at lefty-righty splits, BVP splits, home-and-away splits. And and day night splits just the the sight lines are different the visuals are different it's a it's a super super important thing yeah the body clock changes a little bit and pitchers are such a creature of habit too so yeah also you can you can see some real shitty defense in day games or or like in afternoon games when the sun is out people Mm -hmm. just lose the ball it's like in the Pirates and Dodgers game yesterday 
I guess it wasn't it wasn't a, a day game per se, but there was a glaring sun in the outfield, and the, the Pirates could not track down a fly ball properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, I'm going to take uh, the Brewers' run line here. I got burned on it yesterday by De- with uh, with Devin Williams, but I, uh, I I trust. Maybe I shouldn't, but I trust this Brewers' bullpen, and I also trust the Brewers' bats against Vladimir Gutierrez. Uh, I like I like the Brewers to put up a ton of runs, so maybe the uh, maybe the team total over is is the correct play, just based on that. But I uh, I think I think that they're gonna run up the score here, and I think that they're gonna try and just keep keep this one not so like on on edge like it was yesterday. Uh, so I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take the Brewers. Model has them by two, and I'm gonna lock that in. Uh, so real quick, taking a look at chat. Uh, chat likes the Brewers' run line here as well. Not so surprisingly. Uh, 15 votes on the Brewers compared to four on the Reds. Total-wise, we have 12 votes on the over, seven votes on the under. Uh, so it's going to be a Brewers' run line from the chat. And let's now go ahead and hop in to category number three. Pitching duel. Now, key to being a big league pitcher is the three R's. Readiness, recuperation, and conditioning. So category number three is the pitching duel, taking a look at a game with a low total. And uh, we, before these two teams played yesterday, we had picked out the Rays and the Angels as the pitching duel that we were going to talk about today. Uh, And any time since then, we saw Reed Detmers throw a no-hitter. For the Angels. So maybe yesterday was the day to talk about this as a pitching duel, at least on one end of the field. And Phillips. Yeah, and <laughs> Brett, Brett Phillips threw some pitches. We can we can definitely say that. Did you see those clips, Ariel? Yeah, it was pretty insane. <laughs> I was watching that live, and I, I missed that he was a lefty, or a righty, batting as a lefty. So that was yeah. pretty funny. <laughs> that was, when I heard that call, I, I was like, what? What on earth is going on here? But it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So Nick, what are you showing the line at right now? So showing the line, uh, Angels, minus 130, with uh, Shohei Otani on the mound, total sitting at 7. Uh, we got Shane McClanahan on the mound for the race. Uh, and uh, real quick about that game yesterday, I tuned in. I, I got the notification that Detmers was throwing a no hitter. I tuned in uh, in the eighth inning for Phillips' first pitch. I didn't realize it was a position player, and I thought it was like that was a weird Ephus or something that he just threw. Like what? What was that windup? And then and yeah. then I realized, oh wait, that's Brett Phillips. He's he's a not a pitcher. That explains that. Uh huh. I was like, cool Ephus. I like it. But then every pitch is an Ephus, so no pitch is an Ephus. Uh, all right. So, anybody got thoughts on uh, this one? Ariel, I'll let you start with this one. I would say under is the play. Um, it's definitely a low total. I'm not betting this. I just know that the matchup's really good for Shane McClanahan. He's a strikeout pitcher. He's been striking out. I mean, he just had 11 strikeouts, two starts to go against Minnesota, seven strikeouts against Boston, nine against the Cubs. Now he's going up against this. Uh, LA team that is one of the most strikeout prone teams in baseball. They have the fifth highest K rate uh, overall and the eighth highest K rate against left-handed pitchers, which is what McClanahan is. Um, lefties are four and two over under their K prop, averaging just over five strikeouts per start when up against LA. The problem is that his strikeout prop is six and a half McClanahan, and that's just too high to bet an over for me. I do see this being a good matchup though because he is a strikeout pitcher, and the Angels can strike out a lot. Shohei Otani has been 
incredible. Um, Otani on the mound this year has been um, just, it's almost as if he says, okay, I won MVP, now let me go win a Cy Young. Um, and he's going to try, like, it's it's something that a lot of people were, I think, betting on too. He was one of the most popular Cy Young votes in the American League. I would say under would be my lean. However, I'm not betting this game just because it's, again, a, one of those um, day nights, uh, or excuse me, this is a night game, so that actually is okay. But I just, the numbers are off. It's too low for me to bet the under on a seven. And um, I just think that from the perspective of good matchups, this is a good one for McClanahan and potentially Otani too for strikeouts. I'll be quick with this one. I, I lean under too as well. Uh, I know there's some interesting studies or i guess should say trends about no hitters and then how the team performs the next day i I didn't have time to research those but uh, i would be a little worrisome backing the angels in the spot uh so for me i'm just gonna go with the under i think otani has been showing he can go a little deeper uh in the games i think last year he was averaging around like five five and a half maybe six innings but i i think now he he's starting to get uh, to six to seven. So hopefully we can get a quality outing from him. And the race bats right now are kind of interesting. Um, I, th- I think they could struggle against Otani, but Otani has shown in the past uh, that he does have those innings that he can give up um, a few runs, but he's just been so on this year. So I, I just can't bet against him having a bad uh, game today. So I'm going to go with the under two as well. Yeah, so the the one apprehension that I have about taking the under here, and this is this has nothing to do with the specifics of this game or the the, the batters and the pitches, but there is a pretty strong wind uh, blowing out in LA today. So I'm showing about a 16 mile an hour wind blowing out. Uh, so McClanahan is is an excellent pitcher, but he has struggled a little bit giving up home runs this year. He's given up five across his six starts. So I potentially some some home run concerns uh with with um, that win in this game it sounds like there could be a lot of variance right like yeah i mean and, and of course like a are... wind isn't gonna create five home runs out of thin air but it but yeah. it's it's something that can take deep fly balls and turn them into into home runs which uh, on a total that's this low is is something that i find a little bit concerning i will say that the model which does take that into account has this like right around seven runs so I'm not going to lean the over. What I'm actually going to do here is I'm just going to take uh, I'm going to take the Angels to win this game. Uh, I like what Ben said about Otani and the way that he's been pitching deeper into games. And we have to also remember that the Angels bullpen is completely rested uh, because Detmers threw the no hitter yesterday. Two strikeouts, Ariel. That's pretty wild. I think his number was at four and a, four and a half. Were you on that at all, or did you look at that last uh, last night? No, I did not um, have that one on my radar last night. <laughs> that that one hurts, right? Like any time a pitcher goes deep like that, you would expect him to be a little closer to his number, at least hit it. But two strikeouts, very interesting. Yeah, um, it's also, especially with that matchup, it seems a little strange, but I think because of the lefty-righty splits, I stayed off of it. I think it's, I have to double check, um, with Tampa Bay, um, when it comes to their strikeout props, I'm just looking at my chart. Um, righties 12 and 6 over under at just over five strikeouts per start, and lefties 1 and 7 over under, averaging just over two strikeouts per start. 
though. Um, when you look at, like, Detmers, he's a lefty, and lefties just don't have success striking out against the Rays, um, or don't have success striking out at the Rays. Righties is where you have to attack Tampa Bay in the strikeout market, not lefties. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it'll be interesting if Otani. Uh, I was looking at his over, but uh, I don't know. It, it seems like... All... Seven and a half is a very high number. Yeah, Otani's... Yeah. And I've made this point to Nick a few times, and he concurs. Like, the Otani props are always just a little juiced, it feels like. Yeah, I never end up betting any Otani props. They're too juiced. They usually are way too inflated. The problem with Otani, too, and granted, he has been going a little deeper, but... You could pull him at any time because you want to keep him in the lineup, but you don't want to um, blow out his arm. Or if he's looking like he's giving up two, three runs, you keep him in the lineup, but you take him out of the game. Uh, I just there's too much variance with Otani that you never know what's going on in the most wild manager in baseball, Joe Madden's head. I just stay away. Yeah, is Joe Madden gonna? What did he do that one game? Uh, oh yeah, he uh, intentionally walked in walked a run. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, loaded, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was something. All right, so real quick, uh, chat likes the Angels here. Ten votes on the Angels, three on the Rays, seven on the under, six on the over. So it's going to be an Angels from the chat. Uh, and let's go ahead and hop in to category number four. Uh, chat, we're going to skip the polls on these next two, uh, at least for now. I think Ben and I are going to stick around a little bit after, after Ariel has to hop off. Um, but we are... Gonna gonna run the polls uh, after she's gone. They just take up take up a lot of extra time that we don't have right now. Uh, so here is the video clip for the prop lock. Prop lock. All right. So category number four is the prop lock and drop it, where we have our favorite prop bet of the day. Uh, and Ariel, prop queen, what do we like today? Ooh, I have to give out my favorite one. I and will you try can, to give you can talk you about one. a couple. I will try to give you one that I don't think has moved yet. I'll tell you two that moved because my dad just texted me that he's mad I didn't tell him about this about two or three hours ago. Apparently, Aaron Savali, I had the under four and a half at minus 140. That moved to three and a half. I also had the over four and a half strikeouts on Tyler McGill at minus 104, and apparently that's up to five and a half. Not sure how that happened. I was looking However, at that one too, McGill. Yeah. Yeah, did that really? I have to look because it makes no sense to me. I'm going to look live right now. <laughs> it makes no sense to me that that number was minus 104 on the over of four and a half, and it moved up to five and a half. That's just so. Sh- yeah, it's five and a half. That is Would you so- play it at plus 120? The McGill one, I played at minus 104. Uh, over but, four and a half and it moved yeah, to five and a half yeah that's tough yeah, yeah that's and that's weird like only from only from minus 105 to plus 120 for a strikeout it's very that's strange. a that's a not i feel terrible too of. because i didn't post it to twitter like when i bet it so i was just kind of waiting to get on here i was kind of waiting to like get some stuff done in the morning and handicap all that get the bets in and then post them then all of a sudden they move. I'll try to give you one. I don't think this one moved yet. If it did, I apologize. Arizona Diamondbacks right-hander Merrill Kelly over four and a half strikeouts. I grabbed it at minus 134. Miami, they are starting pitchers are 17 and 12 over under against the Marlins this year with right-handed pitchers 11 and 10, averaging just over five strikeouts per start. Looking at Kelly's numbers, he's had eight strikeouts against Colorado. 
He had, uh, where else did he go over? Washington, he had five. Houston, he had six. San Diego, he had seven. Those are all the numbers that he went over with. And the thing is, all those teams I just named are bottom 10K rate teams. No team that he's faced is really a top 10K rate team this year. St. Louis and Los Angeles Dodgers were the other two teams that he went under this number on. And the St. Louis Cardinals have the second lowest K rate in baseball. Those numbers show that since he's going to get anywhere from that four to five range, even against teams with bottom 10K rates, he should go over four and a half strikeouts against the Marlins team that's been known for striking out, especially against right-handed pitchers. Lefties is even better. I mean, lefties are averaging just under seven strikeouts per start against the Miami Marlins this year. That's why I bet the over yesterday on Madison Bumgarner, which hit. I'll go the over. I think this number of four and a half is just a little too low on Merrill Kelly of uh, four and a half strikeouts. If you can grab Savali, and if you can grab McGill, go get the under four and a half on Savali, and go get the over four and a half on McGill if you can still grab those. Yeah, I haven't had to buy on McGill. Guess what I'm on, Ariel? What? Same thing. <laughs> and and Ariel and I did not talk before this, but I'm on Merrill mm-hmm. Kelly also. Um, I think I was on the Diamondbacks uh, last time he pitched, and I think that was against the Rockies. And he looks very confident out there. He has really good command. And, you know, the Diamondbacks have a sneaky good rotation, which is kind of weird to say. I mean, Zach Davies is always, like, kind of iffy. But, I mean, with him and Gallon, uh, they've they've surprised me a little bit. And Kelly is a guy, like I said, confident uh, on the mound. And the Diamondbacks pitchers have been going pretty deep. So I think, uh, you know, if it's in that, like, 80 range we saw this last night with um Bumgarner they kept him in one more inning and that's been pretty consistent we saw it with Gallon too and I think it's just to avoid the bullpen because Diamondbacks have one of the worst bullpens in baseball actually statistically uh the worst if you're looking at uh FIP x FIP so uh I think he's gonna go somewhat deep maybe get seven innings and like you said the, the Marlins are kind of swinging at everything right now uh, I like this over too, and to find a best number, guys, I'm showing four and a half. DraftKings minus one thirty-five. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm so happy to hear we're on the same page. That's great. <laughs> uh, so for me, I'm staying on the West Coast, uh, taking Logan Gilbert uh, over five and a half strikeouts today against the Philadelphia Phillies. So yesterday. Lefty. So Logan Gilbert's the righty. Lefty Robbie Ray yesterday. Uh for the Marlin for the for the Mariners, not the Marlins. He's I think he had ten strikeouts uh against the Phillies. Uh Phillies strike out they do strike out a lot more against lefties than they do against righties. I think I think it's a, about a twenty five to twenty six percent K rate against lefties compared to twenty one and a half against righties. But I I really trust Gilbert's stuff and I love how aggressive the Phillies are being at the plate right now. Uh, so Gilbert, last three starts, two against Tampa, one against Miami. He's had seven, five, and six strikeouts. Uh, but he's also had three-plus walks in each of those outcomes, in each of those outings. Uh, and against the Phillies team that is being really aggressive at the plate, not drawing a whole lot of walks, uh, I think I think that Gilbert can make up for the, uh, the fact that the Phillies don't strike out at, super, at a super high rate against righties by just correcting his walk problem, going a little bit deeper into the game, getting more at-bats, more opportunities to rack up some strikeouts. Uh, Model has him at uh, 6.6 case today, so if I can get an over 5.5 at minus 120, I'm all in on that. I like Gilbert. It's been a guy you've yeah. been on early. I love me some Logan I, Gilbert. 
I, uh, a really good friend of mine, mid-major Matt, he also said um, that he likes Gilbert five and a half. I want to confirm. He just said Gilbert five and a half. He didn't say over or under. <laughs> so I'm going to ask him what he thinks. But <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming he'll like the over. Yeah, I think I think it's usually an implied over if you just say the number without specifying which side. Uh, all right. Yeah, but it is good to clarify. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, so so once again, uh, chat, we'll run the poll on this uh, in a second. We have a couple more minutes. Uh, I'm not even going to play the video clip here for the walk-off. Uh, but I just want to I want to get into some favorite bets of the day. Uh, so Ariel, what is your favorite bet today? It could be another prop. It can be a game-level bet. It can be anything. So the one that I was giving out, and I just I meant to tweet. Um, I messed up something on Twitter. So anyway, um, hold on one second. Let me just make sure that I just delete all of that because I'm trying to multitask and that's wrong. Um, anyway, so I, I feel really bad about these K props because I wanted to post a video doing like I do every day explaining why I like them and the fact they all just moved made me want to like post everything to Twitter really quick in case people can jump in if the numbers move again. I just get such a guilty conscience because people are like, of course you didn't get that. I'm like, of course I did. I just bet it at 8.30 in the morning and then I had to put my makeup on. So <laughs> that's the problem with being a girl. Anyway, the game I was talking about when we were talking about those lines and if I care about the way that the public bets, this Miami Marlins game, um, the Miami Marlins and Arizona Diamondbacks, the line moved from plus 100 on Miami to minus 110, at least on MGM. That's who are affiliated with at Yahoo. The line ended up at minus 110 each on Miami and Arizona. I just want to double check on MGM that that number is still there. I did see that Miami... It's still minus 110 each on MGM, but I did see Miami move to a favorite at around minus 116 at some other books. It was very fishy because there was about 62% of bets, 77% of money that was backing the Diamondbacks. They're at home. We talked about Merrill Kelly. Merrill Kelly has really good home splits, uh, and he's, he's much worse on the road. As for Sandy Alcantara, who's the Miami Marlins starter today, last season in day games, he had a 187 ERA. He pitches really well in the day. He also is backed by a better bullpen. Miami has the eighth best bullpen ERA. The Diamondbacks have the third worst bullpen ERA. That's why I see the line moving in the direction it's going in. The The way I'm going to bet the game is going to be the first three under of two and a half runs. There has not been a team, there has not been an over in a two and a half for the first three in any of Alcantara starts this year. He has gone under two and a half runs in every start that he has pitched. Errol Kelly, it's only gone over once of two and a half in the first three innings. These two pitchers do really well the first time through the lineup. That's why I'm not going first five. I'm going first three under. These two pitchers with Alcantara's good day ERA, with Kelly's good home ERA. In addition to both these teams struggling with runners in scoring position, I'm going to go with the first three under of two and a half runs in Miami and Arizona. I like that look. Yeah. yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense, too, especially uh, what you said about going through the lineup the second time around. So good stuff yeah I, like, I don't even know what to say i was like damn that was a that was a good sales pitch right there and and ariel i know you have to hop up but i hop hop off i can't speak but with these first three unders are those something you look at quite a bit yeah i got really good advice from a handicapper who i really really respect out in vegas dave Koken. with these ghost runners you don't want to bet full game unders as much anymore because the ghost runner in a close game, if it goes to extra innings, could really hurt you. 
he's been doing a lot of first five unders. The first three unders, I have liked two. I'm just trying to keep these unders more within the first half of games as opposed to in the full game because of the ghost runner. Go bet full game overs and then go bet first five and first three unders. First three unders are more a testament to how well a pitcher pitches through the lineup multiple times. Some pitchers could just have a really good full five, six inning start and you're confident that they'll just have a good start because of the matchup. Mm -hmm. And you look to the pitchers and their game logs and you look game by game, you'll see that there are certain pitchers that pitch really well the first, second time through a lineup, but then that third time comes around or that second time is a little iffy. There are certain pitchers that you'll see, oh wow, that first three under has hit a lot, but that first five hasn't. And I think that it's really important to go game by game for a lot of these pitchers. Don't just look at the averages and the ERAs. Go look game by game by how well they pitch the first time through, the second time through, the third time through the lineups. Yeah, and I've had a lot of success this year betting first five unders, and I've started to see the first three or two and a half start to pop up a little more, so it's it's interesting to hear that perspective. Uh, It's definitely something I'm going to have to look into more. Yeah. And quick tip for anybody uh, who is listening, who is like, how do I look at that kind of stuff easily? Like their first time through the lineup in the first inning and the second inning. Uh, Fan graphs, their split leaderboards, uh, allows you to very, very easily select uh, individual pitchers, go game by game, inning by inning, uh, and just look at all the stats with a couple clicks. So I I would recommend that as a tool if you're looking to look into anything like that. Awesome. So, Ariel, I know you have to hop off. Um, can you let our listeners know where they can find you and what you have going on the rest of the day? Emily, check out Yahoo Sportsbook, sports.yahoo.com. Download the Yahoo Sports app. We've got a ton of really good information when it comes to just betting on all sports. I'm also on MLB Network's pregame spread, 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday. Just not today, but we'll be back tomorrow. Um, and on my Twitter, Ariel Epstein, and twi- uh, Instagram is Ari Epstein. Definitely make sure to tune in. I've got a lot of different picks coming out for today, in addition to some NBA as well. Great stuff. Thank you so Thank much you for hopping so on. Thank you so much. I'm so sorry that I was like kind of running around multitasking. This Marlins fishy line thing, it's not, <laughs> it's not great, but I'll have all that information out on Yahoo Sportsbook in the next few hours. Yeah, especially the early games too. It, it makes sense. Yeah, I didn't – It we, we make our schedules like – a week in advance and then we realize when the day comes that oh this is a big day slate of baseball mm. we've got to push everything early that's why i've been all over the place today but i appreciate you guys having me on and best of luck today in betting yeah thank you so much hopefully we can have you on again and uh appreciate appreciate it once again for being with us of course see you chat they say ariel goaded yeah go. all right uh so now for a second all of the visuals are absolutely fucked uh, all right uh there we go here's I mean, this we were expecting that but yeah no oh i i just forgot to set this up i need um, to bring these back to like the correct I, you know you know what i was thinking bad. though with those it's first two and a half right no first there, three. Oh yeah also all of the uh visuals are it's it's two different sets of widgets. That's all good. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so Ben, uh, what? Is, uh, actually, so first, chat. Yeah, we got to get chats, chats yeah. opinion on the on the slate and your best bets, and make sure to put the odds in. Yeah. Guys. So let let me uh let me get a poll. 
Uh, so chat, give me your uh, your favorite bets of the day. We're gonna start with game level bets, uh, and then we will move in to uh, the the prop bets. You guys so buckled up. I got uh, an interesting one, Nick. Yeah, hold on. So I see we have the uh, Baltimore St. Louis under eight and a half at minus one hundred three. Daily told me not to mush it, so I won't. Uh, we've got. I'm gonna keep Pirates and Dodgers out of the poll because mm. those games start. Oh, should I not do that, Ben? Oh no, I was just looking at a pick that I like. That was yeah. Posted. Those those games start in. Like yeah, 10, we'll 15 take, minutes. Yeah, we'll take that off. And yeah, yeah, pick six. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm fixing all the graphics in a second. I'm getting the pull up, uh, and then I'm gonna go grab everything. Oh, I guess I, I kind of know how to do that. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah, it just, it's yes, it's yesterday's time. stuff. Yeah. yeah uh, we'll, we'll fix that. We got Dvax ML plus 102. Uh, Reds. Oh, no, I'm going to keep that out. Keep the Blue Jays out, too, because they start soon. Uh, Mets, minus one and a half at... I can just go look at the line. Minus 115. Uh, Cleveland. And the White Sox, uh, over eight and a half at minus 110. And one more. Seattle, Philly over seven and a half at minus one oh six. Alright, that's the poll. Uh, I know a lot of people had bets that they liked in the uh in the early games. Uh so apologies that those aren't uh in there, but just 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 the timing of everything. Uh so poll is up, be sure to go vote. Uh also I'm going to click I'm gonna mute all of this. Gonna go back over here real quick, where the cams are fucked up again. Gonna copy all of these widgets and paste them over here. And there we go. All right, technology. Uh, so Ben, what is your favorite play of the day? <clears throat> Alrighty, I'm gonna get a lot of shit for this one because you guys are gonna call it a homer pick. But I'm going to go with the Rockies' money line. Plus 190, Nick. <laughs> so, the Rockies have looked pretty bad uh, in this series against the Giants. But, cool. Spelled K-U-H-L. Uh, he's been pretty solid this year. He's actually been a, a pleasant surprise for the Rockies. Uh, I definitely wasn't expecting him to pitch the way he has been. And he's been doing it well at Coors, too, uh, at Hitters Park. Um, he Again, he's been consistent. He's been solid. And the Rockies, this is the matchup I, I think I, I kind of circled in this series that I'm like, all right, if they go down 0-2 in the series, there's going to be a little value on the Rockies in the spot. And I think we're getting that, Nick, because this is moving. Um, I think it was at plus 175, but now it's at plus 190 on Barstool. And mm -hmm. 
uh, plus 185 on Caesars, but I just think at that number, I have to fire it up. And I also want to make the point, too, with the Rockies' bullpen, uh, one of the worst in the league. But I think they're going to try to stretch out cool. And I also think having uh, Bard and um, Kinley available tonight is big for them because Shashin pitched a little bit last night. Estevis, I think, pitched the night before. So they're going to have uh, their better arms available. And not to say that those guys are like on par with guys like uh, Henley and you know the other dude from St. Louis. I'm, I'm spacing his name. They're closer. But if they can get Bard in a situation, I think they could also have him pitch the eighth and ninth inning and you know give two innings to um, Kinley. So I know I'm like trying to like build this narrative, but I think if it's close, uh, we're gonna see that. So I think again, Cool is a guy uh, who could uh, neutralize the lineup today offensively of the Giants, and I think again at the value plus one ninety, I'm gonna have to take the Rockies here. Yeah, uh, I actually I don't hate this play. So model has the Giants winning by about seven tenths of a run, and if you're looking at a team that's minus two hundred, uh, that's not a good value. I would, if I was looking to take the Rockies here, I'd probably go with the plus one and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. For a couple of reasons, one, uh, you get extra innings insurance with the plus one and a half, so it's it's very unlikely that you'll lose a plus one and a half as the road team. Ooh, that that is a good in a point. game that goes into extras. Um. And at the same time, I mean, the, the Rockies' pen is just so hard to trust. I do like Cool. I think that he's the better pitcher in this matchup, at least the way that they're pitching right now. And I think that the the model score reflects that. I don't I don't know that I like the money line, but I do I do like a, a Rockies plus one and a half. Yeah, and the last thing too, Nick is, you know, Alex Cobb. Decent, he's serviceable, but again, I think going from Radon to uh, Wood to Cobb. I think that it's a little bit of a downward progression, and I think the Rockies are going to come into this and say, "Hey, this is this is the one. Let, let's get some hits. Let's get things going." Yeah. So, uh, what about a first five? Why full game when you have to deal yeah, so with the uh, the the pretty obviously worse bullpen from the Rockies? It's plus one plus one fifty. Yeah. Then you also push if it's tied. Oh wait, hold on. Is this right? Is Caesars have it at plus? 180 uh it looks like it i already locked in the full game by the way on that stamp so okay so that's what you're, that's what your pick is that's fine i'm i'm a little surprised to to be honest that it's that close because there's a huge discrepancy between the first five and the full game but hopefully cool i mean if if cool doesn't go past five innings like this is done even if he pitches well a getting four innings out of the rockies pin it scares me a lot, but I'll take the risk. And I mean, almost at plus two hundred, I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, so, for me, my favorite bet of the day. What's it gonna be? Am I gonna be? Am I gonna be the person that didn't let chat put ten thirty-five games into the poll and then give one out as my favorite play? I might be. I mean, you call it a dictatorship, so... It is. It is a dictatorship. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Um, 
Yeah, you could do that. I mean, people would bet it probably right away. So. Although, do I do I like those? I like the Brewers, but I I don't know if I can trust the Brewers. I like the Dodgers, but it's a bullpen game for the Pirates, and guy making his big league debut for the Dodgers, so that's a little sketch. I like the Yankees. I like the over there. Um, you know what? You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take the. Uh, I'm gonna take the Brewers minus one and a half. As my favorite play today. Sorry, chat, that I broke my own rule. But it's it's my favorite play. It's what I'm locking in. Talked about talked about it earlier. Gutierrez He's bad. is uh <laughs> is on auto fade mode. He's just not a good pitcher. Uh Adrian Hauser. Somebody was talking earlier that the uh, that the Reds have some guys with good numbers against Hauser. I mean, it's true. It's also not a massive sample size. I mean, you're looking at, like, Moran is, I, I guess, 9 for 15 is actually pretty good. Uh, Tyler Naquin's 5 for 7. But aside from that, you're, you're not really looking at any kind of meaningful sample sizes. Uh, and Brewers got a ton of ton of base runners, ton of good contact yesterday. Uh, only blew the run line because of a Devin Williams implosion. And he's not going to pitch today. So, uh... I like the Brewers here. I have to go lock this in a second time for myself real quick. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, chat. Chat likes the Diamondbacks today. Uh, Diamondbacks, money line at plus 102. Uh, is the winner of the chat poll. Uh, seven votes on the D-backs, three apiece on the Birds under, and the uh, over in the Cleveland-Chicago White Sox game. Uh, two votes on the Mets run line and the Seattle Philly over. Uh, so let me find the D-backs. Locking it in for the chat. Uh, all right. So I actually, I don't think I'm going to do a poll for props for the chat because they're, uh, the, the props are very inconsistent to be able to lock them in on Betstamp anyways. I wasn't actually able to get any of them the first time. Or the last time we did this category. So I think I'm just going to be not tracking this one on uh, on the BetStamp account. Uh, but chat, I am curious to hear if you like any props. And we can also just do a little bit of, uh, a little bit of Q&A now. Uh, thoughts on the Mets-Nats game? Any thoughts, Ben? I mean, McGill, man, he's... You know, I I would think at this point the market would catch up to him, but I guess seeing, you know, the strikeouts move, that's indicative of that. But it still seems to me that there's still maybe just a tad value on the the Mets today. I don't know. What are your what are your thoughts there? I, I, I have to agree. I mean, they're sitting at minus one ninety right now, but the pitching matchup is so advantageous for the Mets. Tyler McGill is one of the best performing pitchers in the league this year. Uh, I mean, dude's been a stud. He's three of his six starts. He hasn't given up a run. 
Uh, and that includes a start at the Nationals already this year uh, in his first start of the year on opening day. Uh, he's a guy who really wasn't on anybody's radar at the start of the year. But I don't, I don't want to say he's like in the Cy Young race, but he's in the Cy Young race. It's early. Yeah, he has numbers but, that are on pace for that. Yeah, yeah I mean, and, he, and he's got the peripherals to back it up as being not a fluke. Uh, that's the other thing. Uh, and then Aaron Sanchez on the mound for the Nats is uh, is a dumpster fire. He's not. I mean, he's not a good pitcher. He's made three starts this year. He's given up at least three runs every time. Given up eighteen hits in thirteen innings. In innings, not striking out a ton of people. So I mean, plus the Mets have the edge in the bullpen. We saw them come back late against the Nationals yesterday, and cover the run line. Not even just win. They covered the run line. So it's got to be the Mets uh, for me. Yeah, and Nick, I, I wanted to make a point here about uh, iSharky in the chat. He said, how do the Mets breed all these great pitchers? And I think it's a combination of things. Uh, McGill was drafted in the, let's see here, the eighth round in 2018 in the amateur draft. So it, it's not like these are you know necessarily highly touted prospects, but I think you have to give some credit to the coaching because – you know, it, it's a combination of, you know, finding talent like that that's deep into these later rounds of a draft in any sport, right? But I think at some point, uh, we have to give a lot of credit to, like, the Mets and the organization and the coaching. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, also, Nick, uh, speaking of prospects, the game's starting in, like, five minutes, maybe even two minutes. Um, yeah. The Dodgers, any thoughts on that? I know you know a little bit about the pitcher there. Yeah, so there's a pretty there's a there's a bunch of guys making their debuts today. At least two fairly fairly decent prospects making their uh, their pitching starts today. Also, where are you finding the uh, I don't know how to say his name, but Pep Pepio, Pepiot? Yeah, Pepio. I can't. Find I'm it. I'm assuming it's either. it's like French and the T is silent until proven otherwise. Uh, on Fanduel, okay. I I usually never see uh, K props for debuting players like this yeah nick i think they have him in like the same game parlay area but you can still ah. bet that standalone if you wanted uh so ryan pepio that's what i'm gonna call him i'm uh, probably mispronouncing that name such bad numbers there Ugh. you're gonna don't don't bet a five over five and a half at minus 140 you can't bet the op you can't bet it's a one-way bet I just don't think that's good value. Yeah, um, and we don't we don't like know what his leash is going to be like. Uh, so he is a six foot three right-handed pitcher, twenty four years old, number five prospect in the Dodgers system. Uh, Fangraphs has him at a forty five plus future EV. Uh, so for anybody who doesn't know what that means, I guess it it, it puts him right around in the top low end of the top hundred fifty prospects in. In all of baseball, uh, he was a third-round pick in 2019 out of Butler. Got a disgusting changeup. It's got some movement on it. Uh, yeah, here's the. I'm just gonna read the full scouting report from Fangraphs that they have on him. Uh, Count the Dodgers among the teams whose pitchers are throwing a changeup in the style of Devin Williams more often, pronating around the baseball and using side spin to get arm side action on the pitch. Uh, Pepio 
is one of the pitchers in this mold, and while it can take him a few tries to get a feel for his changeup's release, it is a lethal offering once he does. He can mislocate it and still get a swing and miss, or freeze left-handed hitters who think the pitch is inside when it in fact tails back over the plate. And it's his best swing and miss offering against righties, too. Part of that is because he hasn't found a very good breaking ball yet. He came to pro ball with a curveball, then used a cutter, and now has a mid-80s slider uh, that has been short and typically lacks vertical action. His command isn't good enough to offset this, and his slider is going to be very vulnerable to big league hitters when he misses it in the zone. Sounds like a Matt Brash, if uh, <laughs> Matt Brash's yeah. slider didn't slide all that much. So that's dangerous. Yeah. Uh, Changeup is a rise and run style mid-90s fastball. Oh, his, his changeup and rise and run style mid-90s fastball, however, are nails. Uh, his velocity held in the 93-95 mile an hour range the past couple of years, uh, a good sign after it swooned in his draft year. Been just outside the top 100 prospects each of the last couple of years. Uh, so great fastball, great changeup, breaking ball, eh. So what that tells me is I'm not, I'm not sure that we should count on him to go deep in games, into the game with only two pitches. Yeah. Or at least two good pitches. I mean, even if it's a... Any any guy, I, I I just think you you just don't know unless like the coach comes out and says, manager comes out and says, oh you know he's gonna try to get five you know it just there's too much uncertainty so I I I worry about this. I know I know Dodgers have a good bullpen but that's just how I feel. Yeah, I mean I still like the Dodgers today. It's a Dylan Peters opening for the Pirates <laughs> who's not good. Uh, Max Kranich, who, I mean, has a six ERA and 40 innings in his career, is going to be the primary pitcher. So it's not like the Pirates are throwing out good pitchers either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, again, I just, I, I don't like to, I mean, I will bet against the starting uh, a pitcher making his first uh, appearance if they don't have, like, as much hype. <laughs> Because uh, I think there is there another guy too. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a slightly slightly less hyped guy starting today for the Tigers, right? Tigers. Yeah. Wentz. <laughs> Joey Wentz, Carson's younger brother. No, I don't think he is. But imagine. I'll be right back. Hold on. All right. Uh, so scouting report on Joey Wentz, uh, number eight prospect in the Tigers system according to Fangraphs. Uh, he looks like a guy that he's he's a big lefty, six foot five, left-handed pitcher, fortieth uh, overall pick in the twenty sixteen draft out of uh, Shawnee Mission East High School in Missouri. He's he's just like a prototypical big lefty who who can throw a bunch of average pitches. Not a big velocity guy. But just the fact that he's a big lefty with good enough control, good enough command, good enough pitches, slots in as a, a probable back end of the rotation piece. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. He's uh, The Tigers have a lot of good young arms. He definitely slots in a notch or two below some of the other guys. So Tiger's money line? No. Yeah, I mean, I guess. 
Uh, also, <laughs> leadoff double for the Brewers. Brewers. Let's go. Oh, good start. Also, leadoff single for the Jays. Leadoff walk for the Jays. Oh, close. I was like trying to think about <laughs> what what could it be. Yeah, that's it's Col- not a good sign to have a leadoff walk. Yeah, Colton said Joy went to my rival high school. Kid was unstoppable when you're 18. Oh, I can't even imagine. Well, yeah, he's pitching against you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm just wow, kidding. Ben. That's I mean, mean, look. No, if you play against any pro prospect, you're gonna get your ass kicked. Yeah, I mean, especially a guy who's getting taken 40th overall in the draft. Yeah. Yeah, I played against a few guys who played D1 and like in basketball, and I, that was my strong suit. I got my ass handed to me. Uh, uh anything else? I've I've got nothing. I'm kind of interested actually to go. I mean, the, the Dodgers are hitting right now, but I do want to tune in to uh, Pepio, PPO one to just see how his name is pronounced. There was another uh, guy the other day that I had to, like, search for about five, six videos to find how to pronounce his name. It was the guy the uh, Marlins threw out there two days ago. Um, Hernandez? No, not, <laughs> not Hernandez. Well, his first name is a little weird. Uh, oh, maybe that... Was e- that it? Elicia e- Hernandez? Yeah, yeah, it was Elicia. Elicia. Um, and then, like, one guy <laughs> pronounced it, like, basically in, like, the native tongue. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to try to repli- replicate that. <laughs> so, it would be like if I was, like, Ben Hameen. <laughs> so, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, why haven't I been on surgical stream or sweats recently? I mean, I've been busy after the streams. Like, after our streams. So, been hard to get on the surgical stream might make yeah, appearance it actually we'll Nick, uh and with um, the sweats i i don't know i don't know why i haven't been on i just like haven't been sweating out the same things as them it's like yeah they're just not, gonna people they're, people are gonna be getting so hyped but i'm just gonna be sitting there like i don't have any action on this yeah they've been uh doing a lot of hockey so i'm just kind of like um i was just gonna post this in the chat um is the link to Spotify, and we are starting to post the audio um, to Spotify. So, yeah, stream audio, go into Spotify, that. and we're restarting to put all of the uh, Twitch videos up on YouTube again. Mm-hmm. Had to so, stop doing the live stream to YouTube when we got partnered, but yeah. we're uploading the videos there after the fact. Can you can you drop the uh, the YouTube link? Uh, yeah, I guess I can find it. I'll find it. Okay. Yeah, be sure to subscribe there. And I think... Uh, yeah, there may or may not be gonna... more YouTube content coming at some point. Yeah, no, there will be. But we're going to start to do, uh, you know, some different forms of content on different platforms. Yeah, sure. and with the, uh, with the demise of TikTok or the potential demise of TikTok, it is important to start diversifying the content a little bit mm-hmm. yeah and if if you missed it i mean it hasn't really been an official announcement but tiktok has started to censor heavily sports betting content so um that's how it goes and brewers bang it looks like so people are saying also runners on the corner corners for the blue jays 
Yeah. We could see uh we could see Ariel's team total overhit before there's any outs, potentially. It's like the best ever. You're just like Also, I'm not seeing a bang for the Brewers. Fake bang in the chat? Because Wong got caught stealing third, so there was no runner on second for Yelich's ground rule double. Ah, so people were assuming. Yeah, we are we fake banging? Oh, that's on YouTube, huh? What's on YouTube? That's a YouTube TV game. Oh yeah. Oh, they called him out. No, okay, no. We we forgive the fake bangs this time. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I think it is time to wrap up the stream, though. Also, I like Colton's inside information. Uh, Joey's girlfriend cheated on him like eight times in high school. Could be in his head today. Hammer Oakland. I mean, that's that's the handicap of the century. I mean, if if his girlfriend was cheating on him like yesterday, then then maybe. Unless you're at the game and then you like yell at him, mm -hmm. you'd be like over under. Well, uh, it, especially like if you were one of the guys that she cheated on him with, then then you could like go into some detail. Yeah. In the trips, I'll be like, hey Joey. Over under eight hits you're gonna give up tonight. Yeah, Joey, you remember like, uh just like those eight uh, boys who banged your girl. <laughs> That'd be fucked up. But hey, it you would. know, you gotta do what you gotta do to get a competitive edge, right? Yep, absolutely. That's like almost crossing the line, but I think it's that's alright. Also, Nick, I don't know if you saw this, but Luca and Booker, they do not <laughs> like each other. Colton. If I couldn't hit his fastball, I couldn't hit his girlfriend. What a comment. That's pretty good. That's a that's I think that's an all timer right there. <laughs> uh, it would actually that's the funny chirp. Like, yeah, I couldn't hit your your couldn't hit your fastball, but I could hit you, but I did hit your girlfriend. Oh, Guerrero's hit. This is loaded. No joke, Nick. I think, uh, I mean, let's see. Grand Slam would be, it, what was the team total for three, the Jays? Three and, three and a half. half. Yeah, Grand Slam would do it. Uh-huh. I'm so happy I, uh, wait, did I, did I bet the over? <laughs> I mean, that was your lean on here. I didn't, I, I didn't actually place I the bet. bet it. Sometimes when it's late at night, I'm just. I did bet the over. Nice. All right. This is good. Um, man. Yeah, the, the Rockies game is going to be really interesting. We'll, we'll see what happens. Just such an interesting team. Home and away. That they are. Damn. No no Brewers bang. Gutierrez well, got out of it. Why would they try and steal third? Like, what is going on there? Yeah, what? It's not like you have DeGrom on the mound. Yeah. Right? Like, what are we doing here? No, just keep, keep your base runners. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I think it's time to wrap up the stream. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, be sure if you haven't already, go follow uh, go follow Ariel 
on Twitter. She's uh, actually extremely good at what she does. Yeah, her strikeout props have been yeah, no, she's, pretty hot this year. She's she's one, in, one of the best in the business. It was an absolute pleasure to have her on. Hopefully, uh, we can have her on again sometime. Yeah, and, and chat was w- well-behaved. Yeah, chat, Very you were well-behaved, so thank you for that. Very good. Don't blow this chat. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Um, yeah, but ho- yeah. Hopefully, we, we can get her on again. I mean, I know she's so busy and has obligations. I mean, she's on literally MLB Network, so mm-hmm. that's that's cool that she found some time. I mean, I guess they're not on stream today, so but that's still cool that she hopped on. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, so we will be live on Friday. I will be here. Uh, ben will not be on the stream on Friday, uh, but it'll be me and Crabs. On Friday, crabs tough, tough, uh, tough act to follow there, crabs. Yeah, for real. Blue Jays. I was bang. gonna make a joke when she said something about her makeup. I'm like, hey, what do you think's going on here? Yeah, my face, <laughs> but I didn't say. It. No, yeah, crabs, uh, crabs tomorrow, and then no, crabs on Friday. No stream. Friday. Tomorrow. That's right. Sorry, today is Wednesday. Crabs on Friday. Maybe Saturday we might have a guest, but if not, I'll be on. Yep, we will. We will see. A uh, couple, couple other quick things. Uh, one, be sure to join the Discord if you're not in there already. Uh, there is a link to that. Uh, and number two, use your Twitch Prime. Link it up somewhere. Link it here. Link it somewhere else. Um, whatever. Just make sure you use it somewhere. Support your uh, your poor local Twitch streamer. I use the word poor there because Ben Ben likes that one more. Mm-hmm. It makes it sound like we're just like on the streets. Yeah. And, and <laughs> thank you for the Twitch Prime sub. Right on cue. Appreciate that. Yes, thank you. I haven't seen your name before. No, he, was, uh, really he chatted for the first time earlier in awesome, the stream. Man. Yeah, you're, you're going to be happy that uh, you found us. Yeah. We, we're good. We, we are who we we're are. different. Yeah. It's all about providing different insights, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I think there's gonna go on a little spiel here, but I think there's a lot of the same content regurgitated in different forms. So we just try to give some different stats, you know, outlook. I, I think it it's helpful whether you agree or not. Yeah, and if nothing else, you can uh. You can tail or fade chat. That's <laughs> yeah. your uh, your little public microcosm. <laughs> That'd be funny yeah. if he's like, I don't really like the content you guys put out, but I'm here to fade chat. Yeah, but your like, chat's fucking yeah. stupid. Let me fade that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, thank Nick for the run line. Yeah. Oh, yes. I, yesterday's sp- stream was a uh, crazy profitable. Yeah. I, it was up, I like, up seven consensus. units, I think. Yeah, I had to get consensus from Nick because I, I, I just looked at the... I think there's something, Nick, that isn't talked a lot about that I don't hear anywhere, and I, and I try to bring it up, but I don't really have a lot of numbers to back it, but I think it's seeing the, the right-handed, left-handed back-to-back games when you have a team, Dodgers fit this, right? Quintana, I would say he's above-average pitcher, uh, a lefty, not a good matchup for the Dodgers. Then they get to face a subpar pitcher, a righty, and then they have better splits against the righty. I really do think there's something there, not not only just like the matchup, but mentally, right? Like you get to see a different guy on the mound, and you saw it. Dodgers were teeing off from the get go, 
So something to think about. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd actually be interested to see if you can find find data on that. Yeah, take a lot of work, but it would be interesting. Would. Uh, so thank you once again. I'm very bad at like actually ending the stream. <laughs> but it's time to end the stream. See you on Friday. See you in the Discord. Good luck with the bets today. <laughs>